You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, one of the, um, I don't want to say nice things about Woods not being here because I always, I love when Woods is here. Don't get me wrong. But it's great to have Sam Levitt in studio today. And it's also nice that uh, I can talk a little bit about basketball without getting the glares (laughs) from my co-host, the eye rolls that I normally get. And last night, even without LeBron, who sat out due to a non-COVID illness, and even though they had traveled the day before from Charlotte back home, one of the better wins of the season for the L.A. Lakers, uh, taking down the Miami Heat, 112-109. Dennis Schroeder, season high, 32 points. Gives me just a little tiny bit of hope for the Lakers going forward. A fantastic ending to the Pistons-Warriors game. A rare loss at home for the Warriors. Clay Thompson, they down three with four seconds left, ran a just gorgeous inbound play that resulted in a game-tying three for Clay Thompson, but... He left a second on the clock, and Sadiq Bay hit a fall-away buzzer-beating winner for the Pistons uh, to win at 122-119. The Bulls snapped the Brooklyn Nets' 12-game winning streak yesterday, 121-112. Just feels like there are terrific performances right yeah. now in the NBA almost every single night. I mean, there are superstars galore. That league, we don't talk about it a ton. We don't have a team here. I get it. I don't need to... I don't need to go on and on. I don't need to talk for hours about it. But that league is in good shape right it is. now. In I, terms I watch, of superstars all around the country. I watch and follow a lot of NBA. A lot of stars. A lot of great storylines. A lot of drama. I mean, it's it's entertaining. And Knicks won yesterday. 117-114. They're the always full of drama. Were you a Knicks fan? Yeah. you know, Growing up in yeah, the Long Island area? Yeah. I, I wasn't a diehard I, I was I was a baseball you missed kid. the you missed the good Patrick Ewing era though. Yes. We were a little too young yeah, I was for a little that. Too young. They've yeah. they've been pretty sad sack organization. Yeah, it has been in great. your sports watching days. Yeah, for Knicks, the most part, Jets, <laughs> Mets. That is rough. Yeah, <laughs> in New York. I, mean, I never watched. We hockey. think about the Yankees and the, I, I'd and the root, great teams. I'd, but I'd root for the Islanders, though. They have also had. They have a lot of turds. Yeah, it has. Um, <laughs> they're, they're in in the metropolis area. So so Woods, if you had just read off those NBA scores in success in uh, succession, he would have left. He would have went and okay. got like that would have not been good. Yeah, I would have got. Speaking of speaking of, uh, speaking of succession, do you guys watch that? I watched the first I season. Have, I need to catch I, I, up. No, I think I'm all the way up, and there's another season coming out soon, right? I, I Is there? 
I believe there's I hope gonna, so. this year is going to be another oh, okay. season of succession. Uh the 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 older guy, the patriarch of the family. Uh, I saw him on with Anderson Cooper on oh, New Year's yeah. Eve. He was like st- st- I don't know what they were talking about, but he was there in Times really? Square doing the ball drop it, it, with with Anderson Cooper on CNN. You know what's so funny is is I cannot remember what his name is. Brian and, Roy, and I think I've, is the actor's I've name. I thought about this because this happens a lot for me with shows that I binge watch and then like Two months later, I don't, I don't remember what any of the characters' names are, and I wonder if that's a symptom of you watch it so fast, and it's not with you week after week, and you're not thinking about it, and happens to me all the time. Well, no, you, no idea the names. So, now, your TV-watching days, when I grew up, that you didn't have any choice. It was right. one episode a week, and you'd have to wait, and you'd have to watch it live, unless you were Brian really savvy. Uh, Brian Cox, not Brian Logan Roy. Roy. Logan Roy. Brian Cox. I had I had one half of <laughs> yeah. each right there. Um, yeah, you had to wait an entire week for the next episode unless maybe you were savvy enough to tape it on your VCR, and then you could watch it when you wanted to. But for the most part, if you missed it live, you were out of luck right. when I was growing up. Now you binge watch. You wait until the seasons are over because you can't wait a week between episodes. No. It's too hard. You like instant gratification. Yeah. I, I have no problem. I can avoid... A lot of spoilers. Like, I don't get a ton of FOMO with the week-to-week shows or, like, two episodes a week. I have no problem waiting at least until halfway really? through a season and then just being able to binge it all on a weekend. I did um, I did the White Lotus first season during our little uh, hiatus over the holidays, and now I'm excited to get the second season started. I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. And if I watch TV, it ends up being, like, Seinfeld or I watch stuff on Bravo. Below Deck Med. Uh, for any, for anybody out there. Oh, yeah. Shark Tank. What is that about? Oh, Below Deck Man, it's about uh, a staff that works on... Uh, Private big, yachts. Uh, yes, yeah. very fancy uh, sailing yachts, and guests come on. and the, some celebrities the dr- on there. Yes, the drama between the uh, deck crew and the... Uh, the captains uh, the are captain just brutal, and, dude. Uh, you name it. They are cutthroat. The dinners, the chef. These shows, the storylines repeat I, over I and over. It. Yeah, yeah it's the it. same thing every time. But it's <laughs> it's the Real Housewives of a, of a boat, basically. Yes, they are all kind of copy. I love it. That model for sure. So, all right, uh, why don't we get some headlines? Nine o'clock. It is time. Well, you know what it's time for. And get things started here with our edition today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the my greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report. With Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Reindel Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a Paul's goal is to make that the longest introduction to any segment in radio <laughs> is, history. Is the is the end part new? Is that <laughs> yeah. new at the end? No, Bowen Taylor, Taylor. Bowen Taylor Woods. Yeah, that's relatively new. Yeah, we just you know, new drop happens on the show we'll that just sticks around. Right into the round of the report. <laughs> um, we will start off in the NFL. We mentioned this early in our six o'clock hour, just briefly. Uh, the pro. Ho- Pro Football Hall of Fame 2023 class is getting narrower and narrower. We have our list of 15 finalists. The committee will then get together over the next couple of weeks, and they're going to make a selection 
I think it's the Saturday before the Super Bowl every year. And uh, this year, Joe Thomas, 10-time Pro Bowler, and Darrell Revis and Dwight Freeney, they became finalists in their first year of eligibility. There's a few other names on there. Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Devin Hester, I think is an interesting one. He's mostly, mm. he's a wide receiver, but he's mostly Kick a return, yeah. returner. I, I don't see how he doesn't make it in the Hall of Fame. He absolutely changed the game while he was out there. Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, uh, Darren Woodson, and a few others. We talked to uh, Eric Adelson. I, I felt like Joe Thomas is definitely a, a slam dunk. Ten-time Pro Bowler, six-time First team all pro tackle. Uh, we got to see Dwight Freeney here in San Diego right at the end of his career briefly, uh, but mostly obviously with the Indianapolis Colts. They, I mean, there, there would appear to me on this list to be a, a few slam dunks. Well, well, yeah. but, how did, but I don't even know how the NFL voting works. Okay, like so that's, baseball? What, that's no, it's not like baseball at all. And I wanted to ask you, Sammy, whether you think the NFL or baseball has a better Hall of Fame procedure. So in baseball, they, they do the vote, and you need to get 75% of okay. the vote to qualify. Sometimes three guys get in, some guys, n- nobody gets in. But they have however many writers in the Baseball Writers Association, you know, send their secret ballots out, and they tabulate them, and it's 75, and that's it. The NFL is a much different process. It, it They whittle down, they have a committee, and they get down to these 15 finalists, and then at the Super Bowl, the, the committee, which is small, there's only like... I don't know, like 20, 30 guys like Jim Trotter and Peter King go into a conference room at a hotel and they don't come out until <laughs> they have usually it's seven every single time. Right. It's it's minimum of four, maximum of seven, but they always do the maximum of seven. There's so many football players. And as you can say, I mean, they're all really great. So they can only do seven. They can't do any more than that. So at least eight of these guys will not make the Hall of Fame this year because that's the maximum. And might even be less than that because there's also the the coach slash contributors and the different categories that aren't covered here. These are just the players, but they will sit in that room and then they'll come out and they'll announce it. And that's it. And it's all debated. And they have each guy you know, has a representative of the media. Like someone will make the case for Jared Allen. And then someone will sit down and make the case for Devin Hester. And they'll talk about it and they'll vote and they'll debate. And they'll come out of this, the room with a decision. Very different than how baseball does it. Very different. Hmm. Maybe better, too. I kind of like that. Maybe better. Yeah. Especially with, you know, all the drama in baseball's no, process no one, now. No with, one makes a political statement by submitting no guys on a ballot. You know, it's right. you, you have a chance to talk about the nuances of guys with the, your peers, people who covered them. It's not hundreds of people. I, I kind of like how the NFL does it. Yeah, it's not this process of the ballots leaking out yeah. little by little. Mm-mm. That's my take. In the world of soccer, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I think it was in Don't Do This, um, men's nas- U.S. men's national team, Greg Burhalter's domestic violence incident from the past and how that came to light. We know how that came to light now. You remember during the World Cup, we talked about um, Gio Reyna and why wasn't he playing as much as he did? And then it came out after that, like, oh, his work ethic was just not there and the coach they made comments about it you know his work ethic and performance and practice uh and that was the result the the end result was him just not playing nearly as much as so many fans were like what the hell is going on why isn't this guy on the field (laughs) dude it came out yesterday uh danielle reyna gio reyna's mom 
says that she told U.S. Soccer Sporting Director Ernie Stewart about Greg Berhalter's past domestic violence incident because she was frustrated by comments made about her son and the team's elimination from the 2022 World Cup. It feels like, you know, youth sports drama carried yeah. out on an international level. Mark Ziegler wrote about this in the UT this morning. It's, it's a much more interesting story than I even knew. So Claudia Reyna and Greg Berhalter, I knew they were they were teammates, but they were really close. They were high school teammates in Newark growing up and then on the U.S. national team together. Their wives, Danielle Reyna, formerly Daniel Egan, and Greg Berhalter's wife, Rosalind Santana, they were college soccer teammates, so they're good friends. This is like a yeah. decades-long relationship. The reason she knew about this incident is because they've known each other for years and right. years and been like close friends. But then, I guess Claudio Reyna like cut Greg Berhalter's son from a team, the Austin FC MLS team, and they just had this bad blood brewing on both sides. And then the whole Gio Reyna not playing much the World Cup stuff, and then that that leaked out, and and everyone got heard about that. I can't even follow it. I mean, you yeah. need to be there needs to be a reality story, yeah. TV show to follow everything that's going on. Obviously, it's a horrible look for U.S. soccer, though. Coming off the World Club, which they did okay, but now a new cycle about to get started. They're trying to decide: we want a new coach, or we bringing Greg Berhalter back. The next World Cup, of course, is here in the United States, so the expectations are going to be through the roof. Now you G- got to make the right call, here. right? And now, just on the soccer side, Gio Reyna. Is is a big player. I mean, he's he he's very should, young. He's but young, but he should be a significantly like, important like player. Like one of the most, if not the most, promising right. young player so, in the United States. So I guess aside from from the details of of this whole story on a, on a soccer side of things, it's like can the head coach and the one of the star players and the family and this whole situation coexist? The only thing that seems to be a constant, whatever sport it is, when there is a disagreement between a coach. And a star player, you always have to take the star player side mm. because coaches ultimately are replaceable. Players are much harder to replace. Yeah. What, so a, what, a, what a crazy story. Yeah, if they can't work it out, I don't know. It's a, it's probably going to be tough for Greg Berhalter. Now, we, we talked yesterday about how it kind of felt unfair to bring up an incident that was not only more than 30 years ago, but, you know, they ended up getting married. They've been married for 25 years. Now you're kind of horning in on his... His private life with his wife making this public. But I heard Chris and, and Tony Gwynn talk about this yesterday. And Chris said, you know, no one's going to look into the details. They're just going to hear, oh, guy kicked his kicked a woman. Mm. Now, you can't have him be the coach anymore. They don't care about details or how long ago it happened. It's just like, all right, it's done. It's over. So this is an ugly story. Okay. Yeah. Got another ugly story here to wrap things up. There was a toy, that a children's toy, like for toddlers. I was going around, and it's uh, in the news today because a an upset mother went on TikTok and posted a video after she realized that the toy that she got for her toddler tells really inappropriate, like, off-color jokes. So the toy, it says on the box it's for ages three and up, and it's like a remote control, a fake remote control so the kid can pretend to change the channel or whatever. It's a, it's a toddler's toy. And if you push the buttons, it's supposed to tell you funny jokes. The problem is, these are not jokes for kids three and up. At, like, at all. Some of them aren't even funny jokes. Uh, she went on TikTok and 
she she bought the remote from walmart.com and she heard she was like she heard the kid playing with it and she goes what the hell what was that so she went and investigated and like the joke was <clears throat> what makes a clip clop clip clop bang sound the answer was an Amish drive-by shooting what? I don't know that that's suitable for well anybody but especially children like toddlers three and up um, she reached out to the company, like a bunch of company websites have pulled it off their store inventory. Like Lowe's was selling it. Walmart was selling it. And a few others. Um, there were like, there was a sexually themed I joke at everything, about everything. That's not even funny. It's not. There was a sexually themed joke about priests. <laughs> there was a joke. A rabbi, um, a priest. Now, this is a kid's toy. Yes. There's, a, there's wonder, a baby on the box of the toy. I wonder if this is like. I wonder if this is like whoever's responsible for programming the, the sound was unhappy and decided they were going to sabotage the <laughs> the toy and the whole thing. Maybe someone just doesn't know what's appropriate for children well, and what is not. She played a third joke on the TikTok video. It says Tom told his friend he has a job with ten thousand people under him. His friend replied, "Wow, he must be the CEO of a corporation." The punchline was, Tom said, no, he cuts the grass in a cemetery. And the mom was like, I mean, okay, like, that's kind of funny, I not guess. It's really? not really that funny, but it's not for a baby. No. That's not for a three-year-old. Yikes. So Walmart's in a little bit of trouble. They've been reached by Fox News, uh, New York Post, a bunch of other outlets, and they have not responded yet. <laughs> Wait until they come out with Insult Me Elmo. I feel like Bo would like that. Yeah, probably. Bo would actually love <laughs> Bo would insult like Elmo right back. <laughs> like the Don Rickles version. <laughs> there he is. The beloved Bo Woods. Woodsy's got to be done by now. He's probably in a a bit of a, a post-anesthetic haze <laughs> now from... Did you go under for yours? You told I did. Sammy said he's had one before. And uh, we went. Uh, what did we do? We went to. Well, I was I was in New York at the time, so we, my parents took me to a diner. I think I had a nice Western After- omelet <laughs> <laughs> and home fries. <laughs> I love a Western omelet. Wood said he was going to go to Jersey Mike sandwich. They're not what? open yet, so I don't know a Jersey. Okay, I, I have no idea. It's a little early. Yeah, it's a little early for that, but maybe he's going to be knocked out for a couple hours. Then he can have his sandwich. Well, after the, all day the fasting and the trips yeah. to the bathroom, I know the many, the, many, many trips to the, the bathroom. Proce- that first meal is going to hit. Yeah, the procedure is very quick. Like I think the colonoscopy is like a, a handful of minutes. Somebody in our building was telling us about theirs. They're like, you're in and out in like 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I I remember like it is remarkably quick. Like they're just they get it done and and you're out of there. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I'm not a medical professional, but. If I were, it's not something I'd want to linger on as long as possible. Yeah. Let's something. Let's. This is one of those. Let's see how quickly we can get this done. Yeah. You don't want to miss anything. N- well, no. I mean, well, right. But well. you know, you also don't want to spend most of your day in there if you don't have to. The day before is the. That's the <laughs> the not, day and night before. That's the uh, the tough part. All right, uh, Paulie. Good job on the Randall report. Outstanding work as always. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sir. Um, I want to get the story from the horse's mouth. Not calling you a horse, it's an expression. About the viral TikTok video and how Sam Levitt's voice and likeness and, and everything has ended up in celebrity feeds from 
Who do we have? Like Drew Barrymore, Alex Rodriguez, yeah. Paris Hilton, Reese Witherspoon, Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. I mean, does it get any Simone bigger? Simone Biles. Wow. I mean, you must be rolling. It. Did you take the Lamborghini or yeah, right. which car did you drive? Yes, right. I need, I need oh. to know how this happened and what I'm doing wrong. If on only media. I had a dollar for every view <laughs> from Sammy, I'd be buying a big house and. Carlsbad. If you want to figure out how to gain TikTok fame, you'll find out next after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And 22 season comes to an end. Good night. Superstar himself. So, yeah, we used it as well in our, our year long wrap up as so many people have done around the world, uh, co opting Sam Levitt's voice for their, their 2022 year in review video. And he's setting up a phone with a stand right now. <laughs> And I don't, I don't want this to. Well, be ins- may be able to. I, I don't want this to seem insulting at all. Yes. But he's about to insult you. Just I'm so about you know. to insult you. That's what always comes after you say that. You, you didn't say anything unusual or out of the ordinary. You didn't say it in no. a weird way. There wasn't. You didn't. Nothing. Exploded. There was nothing there was, remarkable. There was nothing remarkable <laughs> about that sentence at all. Of the things that can go viral, you know, the crazy well, videos, the. The security cam video capturing, mm. you know, amazing things, things that go viral that I think, okay, I understand why that went viral. I've never seen that before. That's incredible. Yeah. All you did was you said that that brings to an end the 2020 good night. You didn't, 
I don't get it. I don't understand. Why was do, that such do you a want, big thing? Well, okay. Do you want me to do you want me to explain? Yes. Give you give yes, you the inside perspective. It's pretty much the entire <laughs> okay, reason so you're in here. This there are probably people out there listening that don't care. <laughs> I'm sure they're not, but okay. I care and I want to know why this thing went. So let's I mean, so talk to him like he's a fifth grader. Ben okay. just logged into our show's Instagram account <sighs> for the first time ever. Like, really? The other day. I have my own. I don't use it much. So let's, I'm a Twitter guy. Okay. So let's go back. All right. So TikTok. Amarillo, Texas. We begin. Right? 1947. Yes. Okay. Here. I'm going to make this quick. Amarillo, Texas. Start posting you call last your, you year. You called baseball games there? Yes. Double A is the Diamondbacks 2021. Padres 2019-2020. Um, gain the TikTok following. Starts really going. Starts getting a lot of traction. On and on and on. I make a video at the end of the 2021 minor league season. That's just a video, but it's like kind of, you know, you know it's it's me kind of talking like I'm uh, ending the final broadcast of the year. I go out to the field. I look across the field. I snap my fingers. The lights go down. It said, and with that, the, two, the, with that, the 2021 season comes to an end. It was like I was talking on a broadcast. That became sort of a, a semi-viral sound where, like, uh, high school athletes would use it to uh, – to, to end their high school like football. Highlight reel, highlight okay. I think there were maybe somewhere between 50,000 to 100,000 videos using that. Part of this sound. is because you already have yes, a, a good absolutely. following, right? Okay. okay. So I do the same video. I make the same video this year at Petco Park. I was at the ballpark after they lost in uh, the NLCS because I was at the watch party and I was doing the show, the pre and post game shows from there. I make the same video. At the end of the World Series, I post that video. Same thing. Instead, it just says 2022 season. It's at Petco Park. I look out at Petco Park. And that's the video. It was daytime, so I could not snap my fingers and have the lights come off. I also put that video on Instagram, which is an important part of all this, because I did not do that in 2021. People take that audio. It was already kind of thing in 2021. And I could not tell you why it exploded the way it did this year to a level that was so beyond With what it was in 2021. Everything that Why that is, I don't know. But I do think there was a precedent last year of it being out there. Now, people, DJs, all kinds of social media users took that voice, took that little line, and then they put it on their own music. They put it on their own audio. The one that Paul just played as we were coming back, I didn't make that. That's on a, a different song. There are dozens and dozens of those sounds that themselves, and if you know the way TikTok and Instagram works, have like hundreds of thousands of videos to each sound. Like you can click where it says the the sound of the music. If you're asking me why, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I mean that just that initial video. Welcome to the I mean, internet. Yeah, I guess it helps. Yeah, how many followers do you have on TikTok? Like five hundred. Well, before this video, I had four hundred thirty thousand. That's incredible. But, by the way, but right now I have five hundred. I've I've five hundred thirty. I've gained almost a hundred thousand TikTokers. So I mean that that probably helped. Right? Instagram too. That Instagram, get, I'm up like forty thousand. That I'm helped trying get the to, original video the, the out facts. there though. Yes, absolutely. No, it helps that there's a following. It helps that that it was sort of a thing last year. But why? I mean, why that line? Why it's worked two years in a row? Why? It's the internet. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. It's a mystery. I don't know. 
even Sammy. It's a mystery. I don't know. Well, um, what's it like just sitting there, like seeing um, Paris Hilton and well, Alex Rodriguez and Drew Barrymore and all these major stars? You're like, Holy it's an interesting crap. experience. It, it's uh, the Paris Hilton one really, really got me. I was like that. I was like Paris I Hilton. That. I can see that. Yeah, Drew Barrymore was cool. Reese Witherspoon. I was like Paris Hilton. I mean, Drew Barrymore <laughs> to me is the coolest. But Paris Hilton, if you're really going for viralness. Seems like the um, epicenter of what that is all th- about. There, there are there are two things that are weird to me. Number one, it's odd that the uh, the majority of people obviously don't know whose voice that is, and which is why I've continually made these videos on TikTok and Instagram in different ways that basically say it's me. Now, that may seem like I'm being braggadocious or something like that, but when the videos keep Strike on when, when the hot. videos keep on doing well, you keep on posting them. Welcome to social media. Welcome Ben to some of the strategy. But you really get some of this. nothing for any of this other than well, more I, followers, maybe. Or well, yes, and you know, from getting the more followers, you can turn that into certain things. But as far as like, do I get? a piece of every time a video plays absolutely not i don't get anything get nothing hundreds of millions of views but But you can make money off of your tiktoks right yes sponsored posts coming from uh, yeah you can have that stuff so your video like the original video you know with that the 2022 season comes to an end like that getting a ridiculous amount of hits you get you can get a little bit a little yeah bit. it's not as much as you know like there's you know tiktok instagram like youtube is the not to get too in the weeds of this stuff sure. but like youtube like, is the big you know we jumped on the board on board really late but we made our shows tiktok account that we are a little active on and like i don't know let's say we made it in august like the next week which is like so do we get paid now like, no. Yeah, you, you have moron? to reach uh, certain numbers, we like, I believe. We had like 50 followers at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Our handle's Ben and Wood 69. You're not getting rich off of this. All right, well, you've, you've gone over my head. Probably the rest <laughs> of the Tier 1's heads as well. So let's let's move on because I do have an update from our intrepid Stephen Woods. We'll let you know how it went. Colonoscopy 2023. As we wrap things up next on Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Can you ever really get enough of 97.3 The Fan? Catch up on anything you missed with our show, Coach John Quintero, Edwin and Chris, podcast right now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You missed us earlier. We had uh, Woodsy on pre-colonoscopy at about 6.20 this morning before he went in. All done. Got the update for you coming up after our last check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Well, just saw the uh, picture on Twitter um, got through it, sitting, I think, drinking a Capri Sun, it looked like. Is that the, the post-operative or post-colonoscopy beverage of choice? Uh, but he made it through okay, and he did text and said, clean bill of health, which is what you're hoping Great. for. So Woodsy's going to be just fine and back here tomorrow to wrap up the week with us and probably a lot less stressed than he was at the start of this week. Knowing he had the colonoscopy hanging over his, well, it's not his head, it's the other side. But, uh, Sam, we do appreciate you coming in and sitting in with My us. My pleasure. Been fun, last couple of hours. Uh, a couple of other just quick notes at the end of the show. Uh, it was made official yesterday. Eric Hosmer signed a one-year deal with the Chicago Cubs. He will make the league minimum with the Cubs because the Padres will still have to pay the rest of the $39 million. He is owed over the next three years. Cubs don't have to pay a dollar more than the whatever seven hundred and twenty thousand or whatever the league minimum is for this season. I did think it was kind of amusing. I saw all the Cubs writers kind of trying to to justify the value that Eric Cosmer is going to bring to the team this year. And basically, the best argument was they have a like a twenty five year old first base prospect who is close but is not ready. And they said Eric Cosmer is perfect because. He could be a stopgap for a month or two. Veteran knows what the deal is, and if our prospect is ready, we can get rid of him because we're not paying him anything. Very right. easy to just cut ties with him. The most expendable player right now in Major League Baseball is Eric Hosmer with the Chicago Cubs. But you know, they also made the argument, man, that you get the shift, a band, and you know, hit the ball hard. Yeah. On the ground, maybe the average goes up a little bit. So the Cubs have done what this offseason? They have Hosmer. They obviously signed Dan Swanson. They lost Wilson Contreras. They lost Contreras. But they signed Swanson. They signed Hosmer. Um, They've made a couple of other moves, haven't they? Let's see. I've got my list of notes here. If I can see any Cubs moves that stand out over this offseason. Cody Bellinger. Yeah, that's right. I got him for $17.5 million as well. So, yeah, I mean, uh, losing Wilson Contreras is, is fairly big, but probably they did they did more adding than yeah. subtracting this offseason, certainly with Dansby Swanson. And a lot of people thought that that was an overpay. Seven years, $177 million for Dansby Swanson. But 
hey, the Cubs need to do something. They're a big market team. They got a huge fan base. They really aren't the kind of team that should be going into long stretches no. of rebuilding. I know it resulted in a World Series title last time they did it, but there's no excuse for it's, not uh, putting at least some competent baseball players out on the field yeah. if you're playing in Chicago and you're selling out every game. It's a shame, in my opinion, what happened to that core of players from the World Series team. Like that, that should have been in a market like Chicago with the Cubs, with their fan base, with Wrigley Field. That should have been a core that, that at least in part stayed together and, you know, meant, I mean, they, they'll always mean something to that city, but what would have been, I think, cool for baseball to have that, that group stay, stay together for longer than they did. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Who was, who was in that group? So Rizzo, Bryant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, guys, though, that haven't necessarily, they've had some hit or miss success. Yeah. I mean, obviously Rizzo had a decent year last year. Bryant, though, injured with Colorado, and he's had some up and downs. Rizzo certainly had some up and downs in his time. It wasn't the wrong decision necessarily yeah. by the Cubs to kind of move on and, and look for the next thing. But, yeah, when you win a championship, I think as a fan, you always love to see that a team stick together for as long as possible. But look at what the Astros yeah. Have done. They have been unafraid to, to make their changes. They they win a World Series. Justin Verlander, so long. Yuli Gurriel, so long. We can we can move on. George and, and Springer, get, Carlos get Correa. more people. Yeah, yep. and and just bring the next set of World Series champion winners onto our organization. And ultimately, it's that's probably the best strategy. It's not the most sentimental strategy. No, but in the cold hard world of baseball. You know, ask Bill Belichick. It's probably better to get rid of a guy a year too early than hold on to him two years too long. Yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable what the Astros have done. It really is, and, and obviously the uh, you know the scandal and all that that was you know a, a part of of the story here with them. But it's it's pretty remarkable what they've done over the course of. I mean, it's going on six, seven, eight years now. Polly, look on uh, the schedule over your head and see if you can see when Eric Hosmer and the Chicago Cubs. I think it's June. Is it June? First week of June? June second is yeah. That's a weird one. It's the second, which is the Friday. So it's a four Friday, game series, Saturday, right? Sunday, Monday. Yeah. A four game a wraparound series, mm. as they like to call that in Major League Baseball. I don't even know if Eric Hosmer will still be on the Cubs <laughs> when it by June. Uh he does tend to start the seasons fairly well in April, yeah. so maybe you want to will, uh, out as welcome by then. It will be Interesting, assuming he is uh, on the ball club when they come here, because I mean I haven't followed super closely, but I mean he hasn't he hasn't spoken much about his time in San Diego or the trade yet, right? Or at all? Not at all. Yeah, <laughs> didn't take out an. an well, I, was, I would assume if thanking the fans. Well, I, would or assume, I would assume if he if he's here in San Diego, he'll get he'll, he'll get asked about it. Yes, it'll be interesting unless he hides out and if he even makes yeah. himself unavailable. You know, while he's in town. I'm looking more forward to Will Myers returning yeah. with the Cincinnati Reds. Now that's in May, I think, right? I think so. That'll be fairly early in the season when he gets to come back. He'll get a nice, I'm, I'm he'll pretty, get a nice ovation. And I think you guys spoke about this your first day back on uh, on Tuesday. I'm I'm really interested to see what Will does in that situation in Cincinnati. You know, a team that probably isn't going to be all that all that good but i'm i'm you know kind of a low pressure situation where he can you know be a not not a whole lot of you know protection around him in the lineup necessarily but kind of interested to you see know, what I, will I can do numbers fairly, wise there's a fairly wide range yeah. i mean he get off to a slumping start and ride the bench or 
or get hurt and not do much. Or I could see him being like the Reds' lone All Star representative, yeah. uh, well, you know, at the All Star game you know, this summer. But Will is so Will's thirty two. So if he goes and has a, a really nice season, hits home runs, he should be able to get a, a multi year nice little deal somewhere. I would think. Yeah, the following there, there's off season. nothing. There's nothing disqualifying about Will Myers in the eyes of Major League Baseball. You know, good teammate, good attitude, willing to move around on the field, play different positions. He's versatile. He's got power. I mean, he did have power. I don't kind of disappeared for the most part. That oppo power that was really his signature calling card, No, whether it was the new baseballs or whatever it was, just not quite enough to – Get out anymore, which made I think a big difference in those in those numbers, the OPS type numbers for Will Myers. I don't know how much that's going to diminish his value going forward. I will tell you this: Cincinnati's a great place to hit it is. opposite field home runs. Yeah, over there. I mean, even Yonder Alonso hit some home runs every time he went to Cincinnati. He'd like have five every year, and four of them would come at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. So if there's one place that could revitalize Will Myers' oppo pop. Might be Cincinnati yeah. is the is the great American ball. Pretty interesting, and there are other names out there from last year's team that you're not hearing. At least I haven't seen a whole lot about. I mean, Jerks and Profar. What is the story now with Jerks and Profar? Do you Luke think Voigt? Do you think that there is? I would like Luke Voigt back. Do you think they are asking for too much? Do you think that there is a strategy with his agent? I I've always said there's there's always that one or two guys that wait until spring trading. Wait until someone gets hurt and the team is desperate, and all of a sudden, oh wait, we need we badly need a left fielder. Yeah, we badly need a switch hitting bat in our lineup. Oh wait, Jerickson's there. Well, we wouldn't have paid him this much before, but now we're kind of desperate, so we'll meet the asking price in late February, early March. I don't know. He feels like a player that would have drawn more interest it's, at this point. I agree with you in the sense that it's odd for a guy that had. You know, in in aspects, uh, a nice year, really nice year. Um, played good defense. Was on a team that went to the NLCS. Was starting every day for a team that went to the NLCS and had success. It's odd that it's been so quiet to this point. Now going into January, I thought it was odd that the Washington Nationals were so quick to yeah. with Luke Voigt. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, Luke Voigt is a is a nice piece to add. I think so. To a roster, a bench, whatever it is. Uh, and again, yeah, you haven't heard much in terms of the rumor mill of interest for him as well. We talked about a reunion. I mean, until at least Matt Carpenter got signed, I certainly yeah. discussed the possibility of a Luke Voigt reunion here in San Diego. Yeah. I'll give you, a, just as we're throwing around kind of uh, players here, one player that, that the Giants signed that I think actually could be really good and, and I think has gone really under the radar. And I know he's had issues with the shoulder and injuries. Michael Conforto, I'm actually fascinated to see what Conforto does in San Francisco because really before 2021, before the the, the injury issues, been a, he'd have been a really nice player. It's tough because um, Oracle Park is the last place yeah, I want to go to kind of <laughs> yeah, jumpstart my numbers yeah. and hit home runs and it's it, you know he probably will do fine. The numbers won't look that spectacular, given the home ballpark. But yeah, given the disappointment, we talked about this earlier this week. Given the Carlos Correa disappointment for the Giants and having the rug kind of either pulling it out under themselves or having it pulled out from under them with the medicals, they didn't have a bad off season uh, with what they were able to to add. Mitch Haniger 
and Michael Conforto both joining the Giants. Not not bad. Now losing Carlos Rodon is going to hurt their starting rotation. Pitching won't be as good, but they they had some pitching depth. They were one of the teams that actually yeah. has some depth in that pitching rotation. So I, I put the Giants clear. I think they separated themselves from the bottom of the NOS, but didn't get themselves quite up to the Dodgers Padres level at the top of the NL West, but that could be good enough to turn them into yeah. a, a wild-card contender it'll, in the NL this year. It'll be interesting, assuming the Dodgers and the Padres are the top of this division, it will be interesting to see what the Giants are. And I I, I stand by I said this at the end of last year, I'm, I think the Diamondbacks are going to be better this year. I'm not saying they're going to be like a wild-card type team in the mix, but I think there's a chance they could finish at or above 500. They played, they, they've got a lot of talent. A lot of really good talent. And they pitch. They've got good starting pitching. They've got young starting pitching coming up. I, I think the Diamondbacks are going to be better. They were year. they were kind of the team you didn't want to face at the end of the year. We had, I think we had this discussion before our, our December break, though. Almost always, team, there's new playoff teams yeah. in any sport the next year. It's hard to pick which National League team you don't think is going to make the playoffs that made it last year. Braves, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Padres, Dodgers. Mm. You know, I mean, maybe the Cardinals, but they, they're always there. Yeah. You don't think the Braves, Mets, and Phillies are going anywhere in that division. No. And you don't think the Padres and Dodgers are going anywhere. That's going to be a hard group yeah, to I wouldn't be break shocked. through yeah. into. And we may just end up having the same six playoff teams in the National League That's as we point. did in 2022. That's a really good point. No, there's a clear cut. But that top, never happens either. I mean, just the injuries, whatever, the luck of the draw, you always have at least one or two new playoff participants. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you who I think Woods picked Brewers, maybe. Mm. But it's not like they've killed it this offseason. They were the closest to not I mean, they were seven games behind the Cardinals last year. Uh Sam, appreciate you coming in. Thank and you for having me, guys. Next week as well. Polly, good job. Congratulations to Woods on the clean bill of health. They'll be back tomorrow. Coach John Quintero is coming up next for all of us here at 97.3 The Fan. Drive safely. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Talk to you tomorrow morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.